Welcome to Kings Cast with Eric and Ryan. This is your weekly Sacramento Kings podcast for Kings fans by Kings fans. As always, this episode is brought to you by Ziggy Smoke Shop. You can follow Ziggy Smoke Shop on Instagram at Ziggy Smoke Shop 209. They have locations in Stockton and Tracy. We're coming off of a really fun episode. Uh, number 108, where Ryan and I came on and talked about our fun time at the Arco uh, Farewell and just about um, some fun memories about the Kings. Uh, if you're looking for that episode or any of our episodes, you can always find those streaming on the Believe Podcast Network or wherever you get your podcast. Bringing in my co-host today, as always, Ryan. Feels good. How'd that sound? Nah. Dang. I, uh- Dude, I, I freaking forgot again. I always, you know, I have the background, you know, noise suppressed. And uh, gosh dang it, I, I totally forgot. Damn. All right. Yeah, that was, a, that was a weak beer stuff. crack. A weak yeah, beer it's crack. fine. It's fine. I got I got dose cervezas tonight. So at some point, uh, you're going to hear a random beer crack throughout the night. Um, but yeah, so really, you know, it, it seems like we haven't been on here in a long time. Uh, just, just for, you know, I'd like to come on here and I always try to uh, reference uh you know the day and time and what's going on in king's basketball they are losing to the rockets with a few minutes left um they're down by two at the moment obviously sabonis isn't playing um you know darren fox isn't playing oh it's tied 108 108 with four minutes left um you know so uh pretty much the battle of the shits uh so uh you know davion mitchell getting hella minutes trey lyles tonight 22 points uh four for six from threes he's he's i want to talk about him tonight um you know he's, he's really been a solid piece to pick up Harrison Barnes, man, man of the show, you know, 13 points. You know, it's like, eh. uh, Damian Jones, 20 and eight tonight. Donovan, Mid- or Donovan, Davion Mitchell, 20 and seven and five. So, uh, you know, good stat lines for, uh, for the guys, for the young guys. Um, but yeah, dude, this is, man, Kevin Porter Jr. Okay. 27 points, 11 rebounds, 10 assists. Uh, they got him for a second round pick last year. And, and I came on the podcast and was like, dude, you, you know, when you're in the Sacramento Kings, that's somebody you need to take a shot on, but uh, yeah, just, you know, come out here and Jalen green, 29 points. So uh, yeah, it is a uh, Wednesday night and happy to be here, dude. Yeah, man. Um, I was looking Ziggy's actually, I, I need to change it. When I read it in the intro, it's no longer Ziggy smoke shop two zero nine. Gus told me that they, he got hacked uh, by a foreigner, a foreign account. I don't know if you heard oh, about this. Fuck fucking foreigners no i haven't dude i haven't yeah. talked to gus in about a week so ziggy's um shout out to ziggy's sponsor ziggy's they the best smoke shop out there um hands down and he was telling me you know ziggy smoke shop 209 the account got uh hacked so basically you know one of those foreign accounts they come in and they shut they shut you down completely and he dude he had so many followers but uh, they're working it back up. They actually have a couple accounts just because they have uh, different shops. But um, one of the main ones is uh, Ziggy's Smoke Shop. And then there's the other one, Ziggy's Stockton, just because they have a couple different ones. So I'm going to change that in the intro and find out which one he wants me to read. But, um, you know, shout out Ziggy's two times. I just had to catch that. Fuck it. I, I say we just, you know, Ziggy's has been so supportive, man. And they've just been holding it down this whole time, dude. I just say we start shouting out every Ziggy's uh, profile that we got, dude. Yeah, different ones, man. Yeah, the Kings... Uh, Man, you know, I was thinking about, you know, oh, we're going to come on. It hasn't been that long. It's been a week and like a day. And we're going to record a week to the day, Ryan, which is credit to us. 
but then your computer went down the other day as we were going to go on. So this is true. This is what they, true. What they call that technical difficulties. So fuck it. We were here a couple, just a couple days yeah. late. Yeah. Let's, you know, I'm on my second, that what, what was I telling Yeah. That's the second Mac that's went out on us in the last two years. So, um, I'm using, you know, the, the work computer today, the, uh, the Dell, um, and it's kind of working well, you know, I, I I'm an Apple guy. Okay. Adele. I got the iPad, I got the iPhone, you know, uh, I, but these Dells, man, you know, I use it at work. It's, it's real fucking solid, smooth. I don't have the, you know, like my Mac just really user friendly, but like, dude, like the other day, the screen just wouldn't turn on. You know what I mean? It's like, are you shitting me right now? So I, maybe I just have to make the switch permanently. Yeah, there you go. The, so the Kings, let's say the, 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 this, this stretch of the season is kind of depressing. I know. I don't. I, I don't know what's the state. What's the state of Kingsland right now? I think it's just everyone's disappointed because they make the trade at the deadline and they get some bonus and they move off of guys, and so I think everybody just wanted to see De'Aaron Fox and Sabonis play well together down the stretch, which was what which was happening. You know, my big thing has been those individual statistics, and then they both get hurt and pretty much they're just going to shelf them just because to protect him, which we, we, we agree. We, we kind of agree with that. We talked about in the last podcast. Once, so once the bonus bang knees, you, you know, you, you kind of have an opportunity to see what's in front of you and see like, Oh fuck, if this is really this bad right now, how would I really feel? And I know in the moment, I know when you, you were in the moment were like, all right, nah, I've, I, it's not worth it. Like you got to see that. So fortunately it wasn't that serious. So it was like, okay, good, good. It's not going to last a long last season, but it kind of, you saw this. You saw next season flash before your eyes. If they ruined it with an injury, that really could have happened. So it goes to both guys. So at this point, I don't think most people really care. And 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 I think that one of the things that's come around to Ryan is that all of a sudden, you know, people want to be so extreme when they're just like, "Oh, it's tanking. We got to tank." It's not really tanking. They just they they couldn't again. Well, I'll say it's not again because the last couple of seasons they actually have kind of tried, finished off the season. Maybe debatable, but anyway, the point is that they just didn't quite get across the finish line this year, and to me, that's what's disappointing. Just as a fan, because we always talk about my fan first. That's why I've never been a fan of like tanking teams and all. Because there's only so many games in a season, and the, se- and the season only covers so many you know parts of the year. And as a big basketball fan and as a big Kangs fan, you look forward to just watching your team play and cheering for them and compete. And so you want to see the best of that and the uh, that you can while you while you can. And that's really been the shitty part of this last stretch is just like, it's all the rotational players kind of getting thrown in the mix. They're not really winning. It's kind of boring. What's there to really, what's a hard take to come out of it. And so the tanking people are kind of like, we're tanking. It's like, eh. I think they're just, they just didn't make it across the finish line this season, which is, you know, which is kind of crazy. Being that you can't, as an NBA team, you can't put together a roster. This is an indictment on the roster overall. You just can't make it. You just can't make it the full season like this. You know, it kind of happened last year with De'Aaron Fox too, where they, he, you know, he had COVID though. So I'm not going to blame the injury thing. Last year at the end, you remember he got COVID and missed a missed a stretch of games and stuff. But I don't know. Even so, you got the Rashawn Holmes situation again, third season in a row, can't fucking finish each season, can barely play any games. Uh, so I, I don't know. It's just kind of it is what it is at this point. You know, you kind of feel the same way as me. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And I'm glad you brought up Rashawn Holmes right there because, um, sorry, I was almost sneezed for a second. I mute myself. Um, yeah, you know, you bring up Rashawn Holmes, and it's like, dude, that's the big one for me. Okay, because 
we were, you know, there's all this talk, you know, the, about Rashawn Holmes last year and about, oh man, this guy's a 20 and 10 type of guy. We need to give him the bag. And, and one of the things that me and you had pointed out in his first two years in Sacramento, the guy never, you know, played 82 games. He, he was injured quite often. And uh, for him, you know, one of the big things that we talked about were, hey, can Rashawn Holmes get to a full season? Can he play, you know, uh, 75 games? And he didn't even come close to it this year. And, you know, I know it's not injury, you know, but uh, there's something going on there. And, uh, you know, kind of just validates us again, you know, for the third year in a row, uh, we called it. You know, we, we said he was a $10 million guy and we laid it out because it was A, B, and C. And uh, really when Sabonis came over, that's kind of, you know, became evident. And I'm just really disappointed with the way that things turned out with him. I, I really am. And for people that were really calling him to be the guy, uh, I believe the word, the phrase was he's untouchable uh, this time last year and really disappointed in, uh, you know, the local media outlets, people that were saying that and, you know, I, the deer and Fox Sabonis stuff. I'm cool. I'm glad, Hey, you're sitting out, you know, at the end of the day, you know, with, with 15 games left, we're not making the playoffs sit out, but this could have been an opportunity for Rashawn Holmes to get 10 to 15 games at the end of the year to get momentum and, you know, either play for his roster spot next year on our team or give himself some real trade value to go to another squad and, uh, and play meaningful minutes. So that's the biggest disappointment for me, I think at the end of this year. I'm sure once the season ends and we kind of recap that that'll be something we can do a lot more to talk on, you know, and uh, I guess where the Kings are at, there's no, the really only highlight is, has been Davey, Davion Mitchell. I, I thought it'd be good to talk about it just because statistically he's been out tonight. He threw, he threw that shit down hella hard in the paint. That was, that was tight. And I'm going to say this, Ryan, because the, the, the Davion Mitchell story this year has been very much early in the season. The guy had hella confidence and was just shooting a lot of shots, and that was kind of the knock on him. Like, why are you shooting so much? You're not playing as efficiency efficiently. But I always said I don't I don't get too hard on rookies and really get too down on rookies because they're rookies. And I was kind of excited to see where the guy would kind of finish the season. And I thought that I I, I guess I thought that he had a chance to have uh, to really develop throughout this year. And I think offensively he has kind of developed. Uh, the, the defense stuff, you know, that that's, that's tough to gauge as, as a fan is tough to gauge. I mean, by all accounts, you know, it seems to be happy. People seem to be happy with, I guess, but I, I guess the offense is something that's, that's been nice. So that's, that is one little bright spot. Uh, I think the, the thing is you never, you never fucking know, Ryan, with Kings fans, you never know. Right. But they like to hype people. I would say that people probably aren't going to call for him to start next year just because his size, he's not going to play at the two. There's, I just don't see a way they can. I mean, but maybe, I mean, maybe, I mean, uh, could you see him getting hyped like Tyrese Halliburton or no? Like, like in the off season, could you see it? You never know with Kings fans. Man, it's, I don't know. I, 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 I don't know. Like you said, it's kind of a wild card, right? Like Kings fans can go either direction real fast. Um, it's going to be interesting. I, I really think it's obviously depends on DiVincenzo, right? I think they brought DiVincenzo to kind of be that guy who's going to play 25 minutes a night. Uh, I think, you know, I think Davion Mitchell will get more minutes per game than, than DiVincenzo. Uh, but I think they would like to pair DiVincenzo next to Fox, you know, kind of defensive guy, a little bit of a bigger body, but a, a really efficient rebounder and three point shooter. So, um, 
I don't think people are going to call for Davion Mitchell to start next year, but you know, isn't, isn't I, if I'm not mistaken, DiVincenzo's restricted free agent, I believe. So it's going to be interesting to see, but uh, you know, talking about Davion Mitchell, you know, 20 something points tonight. I, I forget off the top. I think it's 22 points played 36 minutes, 11 for 21. That's what you want to see, right? Like Sacramento's actually doing the right thing. You know, your two stars are out. Davion Mitchell needs to play pretty much every minute of the game, right? So uh, it, it's for once they're actually doing that. It's, it's kind of something that they didn't do with Bagley, right? Like when the season was over and it came time, like, hey, man, like let's play our young guys hella, hella minutes and let the, you know, the, the chips fall where they fall. Uh, they're doing that with Davion Mitchell. They're doing the right thing. Like he's played, he's going to play 40 minutes tonight. Thank God. He should be, you know, like the, the, it's the end of the year. Your two stars, right? Who gives a shit if we win this game? Play him 40 minutes a night for the rest of the season. Let him get momentum going into next year. 22 points tonight in the last bunch of games. 21, 22, 25, and 28. A lot of minutes, a lot of offense. That's, I mean, that's something. To, that's something when when guys are out. That, that's why it just goes to show right there, like, not to get in a whole Tyrese Halliburton discussion because that's not the, what the point of this. But I'm just going to use him as an example. Like, it's the NBA, and it happens all over. When guys are out and then guys get thrown into the start, the guys are talented. They're not like not talented. And especially you have these young guys like a Tyrese Halliburton or you have young guys like Davion Mitchell, right? Where they're going to, someone's got to get the buckets. Someone's got to get some offense, especially when they're playing with a, a bunch of rotational players, they're going to get the shots. I mean, I'm looking at it. He's get, when you get 23 shots up, 21 shots up, 19 shots up. That's a lot of fucking shots up. You know what I mean? When you're, when you're, when you're a talented, young, athletic player, um, you're gonna get you're gonna get the stats. So I, I I don't get too hyped on this on the stats, so to speak, because again, take in totality, and in totality, he's 11 points this season. But but you like to see that when thrown in, he can produce offense, and you hope that that can translate into hit, uh, increased scoring off of the bench because that's just only going to be beneficial to the team. But um, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to give people credit and I'm going to say that next year he's not going to be hyped as a starting focal point person like the Tyrese Halliburton shit. I'm going to I'm going to give people the benefit of the doubt. I don't know fucking why, but I think I'm going to on this one. Hmm. There's one thing that I don't do and I don't give the benefit of the doubt to the Kings as an organization. And I don't give the benefit of the doubt to their fans because it's a fucking wild card. So uh, uh, just one second. Hold on one second. Let me adjust that. And that was a good one. How was that one? That was yeah, that was nice. nice. All right. So I, I adjusted the settings. I had to get a solid beer crack. It's been a while. It's been a while since I did it. But yeah, the, like you were bringing up the Davion Mitchell stats. It's not the stats, dude. It's like I said, play fucking 40 minutes a night, dude. Let's see what you can do in 40 minutes. You know, let's see what you can do in a close game, you know, with two minutes left and you're up by two. Put yourself in situations, get momentum going into next year. So um, they've never done that, dude. There's been multiple times over the last few years where we're like, dude, why the hell is Bagley not in in this situation, right? Like season's over. Why is he playing 15 minutes tonight? He needs to play 35 minutes. Get this guy reps, get him, you know, comfortable and get him momentum. So, uh you know, that is one thing that I'll give to Sacramento, dude. The when's the last time you seen fucking Mo Harkless out there? You know, he's getting a DNP tonight, dude. Great. That is yeah, awesome. Well, well, my thing is with David, I mean, like, who the fuck else are they gonna play? <laughs> You're right. Like, well, yeah, but it's but be, but before, you know, like we've said that multiple times. 
you know, we've been in, you know, we've been like, who, you know, why is this guy not playing? Like, you know, why was like at the end of the year, why is Bielisa getting minutes over Bagley? Or, you know, not to beat up the past, but it seems like they're kind of learning from from their mistakes, right? Like, I'm glad Mo Harkless isn't freaking playing tonight. I am glad that Donovan Mitchell's getting 25 shots a night. You know, I, I'm glad that, uh, you know, Damian Jones is getting his shot and metu has been getting his shot. And, um, you know, it, it, it's, it goes back to all the fans this year. They wanted these guys to get their shot in the first month of the season. You know, like when people are like, let's just see what metu has got to see what he's got. No, because we're playing meaningful games right now. You know, save that talk for right now when we're out of it. And then we see what they have, right? So, uh, you know, this is kind of the time where you should be seeing posts on Kingsland, which we haven't been. Like, hey, I want to see this guy. I want to see Kata, see what he has. You know, let, let me see what this guy's got. So uh, just like, you know, giving Trey Lyles, right? Trey Lyles is on a team option for next year for really cheap. Let's see what he can do. Can he be efficient in 30 minutes? Fuck yeah, he's showing he can, right? So Trey Lyles is probably going to get his option picked up next year because of the last 10 games of the season because he showed, hey, I can do this. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm an athletic four who can stretch the stretch the floor and shoot the ball and score the ball in bunches if I need to. So, um, you know, Sacramento is doing the right thing at the end of the season. It's just unfortunate we're in this position because this was kind of the year that we were like, dude, we have a professional roster. We have a fucking superstar in De'Aaron Fox, and we thought it would go a different way. Let's shit on a player, because why not, man? Uh, you, talk, yeah. you touch on it. Well, you know, like, dude, like Her- this is Harrison Barnes. Fuck it, dude. I'm over. I'm, I, I was, I was like optimistic about Harrison Barnes when they, when they, when they made the trades. Because I'm like, oh yeah, great. Harrison Barnes finally can be, you know, that that lower. Uh, guy in the rotation they can count on but has like some solid potential fucking bullshit is basically what i was doing and some pussy shit and you know what though dude i like how, how is it that in in this stretch he's out here 13 points and i do like that that goes to show you have guys like trey lyles damian jones davion mitchell they're showing up and putting up points even jeremy fucking lamb is putting up some points dude but Harrison Barnes can't take you to that next level, man. What's well, up with that, dude? I, I I have a take on this, and it's something that we brought up this time of the year last year, dude. The guy plays too many fucking minutes, dude. Okay? Harrison Barnes plays so many minutes throughout the season. Okay? He's consistently 34 minutes a night, and he's not that type of guy. Right? Like, Harrison Barnes, in, in, a, in a perfect world, Harrison Barnes, he starts for your team, but he's the fourth or fifth option, right? Like, when he was in Golden State, guy averaged like 10 points a game but he played defense he rebounded he hit he hit the open three he wasn't asked to create he was efficient um you know that's what harrison barnes is and when you ask that guy to come out and play 35 minutes a night and shoot 15 times a game that's not who he is right he, he he's gonna break down at some point throughout the season and you know props to him he's a guy that's never really hurt he plays every night and um you know that, that's great and all but Sacramento doesn't have, you know, we talk about this. They don't have the luxury of having a guy like, you know, they, they, they're not good enough to have the luxury of having Harrison Barnes on their team. So um, they need a guy who consistently can come out in these shit games against the Houston Rockets, uh, you know, game 76 of the season and, and drop 25. Like you, you just got to be able to do that. And uh, you know, it, it is disappointing, like you said, because so many people, you know, have Harrison Barnes up here, you know, like top of the kind of the food chain, and he's just not that, you know, he, I, I, I am disappointed when it comes to that. Yeah. Well, I love me while you're talking, I'm looking, it's like, he's had 
one 20 point game in the last 10 games throughout the stretch. I was at a game against the Celtics where he had zero points. It's like, bro, how do you get zero points, man? Like they're paying, you know, the Kings paid him a lot of, they're paying him $20 million a year when they signed. And, they, they, and I'm just over him now. I guess where I, what I've come down to is I'd rather just, I know, I, I guess the, the take with Harrison Barnes has always been that, which I, I've said myself, so I can't say I entirely disagreed, but it's like there's only so many small forwards out there who can score, who can score and kind of be on the court. Right. So it's a it's a very tough position to fill where in a in a position where there's a lot of elite players, I guess, right? But he's not holding it down for the cat. I'd rather just find someone who could just who's athletic and play some fucking defense. There's there's a lot of good teams out there who kind of fill that position that don't have a star in that position and they get it done. $20 million is quite a bit, man. I'd rather just have someone who plays hella D is, and occasionally get some buckets. You, you know, at the end of the day, this is what it always comes back to though with Harrison Barnes. Okay. I, I didn't look at his stats before it's either. So 34 minutes a night, like I said, okay. Field goal percentage, 47%. 40 and a half percent from the three point line, 83 percent free throw shooter. You know, so people are going to look at that and be like, wow, you know, that's very efficient. That's good. You know, 16, 16.8 points per game, five and a half rebounds. You know, so people look at that and they're like, wow, that's great. Yeah, you know, that's cool and all, but he, you know, when the time comes and you need him, like we said, there's no 25 point games. You know, he's consistently at 16 a game and that is it. You know, and then he occasionally, he occasionally once every 30 games will drop like 34 and, you know, kind of boost the average a little bit. But, uh, you know, the Kings don't have the luxury of having a guy who's consistently average. You know, that's what championship teams, you know, championship rosters have a guy like Harrison Barnes where it's like, okay, no matter what, we know we're going to get this output. You know, we have our two superstars that are going to get this. We're fine, you know, but for Sacramento. Your third option can't be that guy. You need a third option who can go off for 35 every once in a while. Every team, every playoff team in the league has one of those guys, except for, you know, and Sacramento's not a playoff team, so now you know why. Yeah, well, I, I think that this this year's kind of concluding, like, three years of us doing the podcast, and this kind of era, you know, there's this there has been this little era of Kings basketball from the time that they traded for HB, they finished that season with 39 wins. Since then, they've been worse. So every year, they've been worse. And 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 I get it. There's a lot of factors we could list out, man. There's a lot of factors: coaching changes, fucking player bullshit, a lot of GM, GM bullshit. Like there's a lot. So I'm not putting blame on it, but it's just like if you're gonna pay a guy 20, you know, that was the thing people hate. People had this whole this whole thing against Buddy Hill for like two years, right? about him making money and, and all this, but it kind of goes the same way when it comes to HB. It, I think HB belongs in the league. Obviously he belongs on a team, but man, at some point he's been here for three years. They're not, they, it, he has not made them better at all. So why pay him the 20 million? You know, why pay him the 20 million? Just, just break up that contract between him and Holmes. That's we're talking 30, fucking million dollars man <laughs> you know that's a lot of money that hey guys they're not really working out break up the contracts and just get some better not even better just get some Damn. players and stretch it out and create cap flexibility 31 31 mil man that's donovan mitchell <laughs> i know you've been seeing all i know you've been seeing all the uh the the trade proposals in the 
you know, a lot of people saying, let's go get Donovan Skies. You know, got to tease it a little bit, but that, that's what it is though, right? Like Harrison Barnes and Rashawn Holmes could be the difference between you having a superstar. Not saying they're going to go get him, but the salary matches. Well, even, you know, even so, one of the things I've been really stewing on lately has been the whole, it's tough, it's tough and it, uh, about the superstar thing. And I'm looking at a lot of, these teams the last couple of years that have kind of accelerated rebuilds quickly, Chicago, you know, Phoenix is primarily um, even some Cleveland, even some credit to the Pelicans this year who not that they've entirely made it away, but they're, they're kind of, they're not a bottom. They haven't been bottom barrel. I mean, they lose nine. They're not bottom barrel. And, I mean, they're going to, they're going to they're make the play on, they're going to make the play in and they're missing 27 points per game. Yeah, exactly. That, that, and that's kind of my that's kind of my point. Like the Knicks are another team I'm looking at, Ryan. Um, last year Knicks. I should I should preface the, my take by last year's Knicks, not this year's Knicks. Um, I guess my point is is that like it's about it's about putting together a good team thing, and it's not. Yes, like yeah, yeah. You want some core players. You want some legit kind of quote unquote stars to corner out your roster. But you do kind of have a fulfilled roster, and that's all those teams I listed. They did do that. They did them in different ways. Some of them are trades, some of them are drafts, some of free agency, some of it was all collection of that. But you kind of have a have, have to have a top to bottom team. And that's that's one of my things is when I look at the Kings roster, it I look at the money as kind of weight and weighing them down. And so it's like if if you have 20 million, 10 million, you know, 30 million combined invested into these positions who over three years haven't moved the needle. That's why they're not moving the needle. And so you can kind of break that up into two, three, or four players. That that really one of the biggest problems for the last three years we've been saying is has been the whole like rotation, getting pros, getting some, you know, s- making sense of a rotation that actually like works together and plays together like that. Could, that that money can kind of free up to that if it's not a big time uh, cornerstone piece, you know, and, and the big thing about, though, I've been thinking about a lot, too, is big is big. It's team basketball, you know, and that's where. There's a stat floating around this week about the Memphis Grizzlies, about how they're like 18 and two without John Morant this year. I don't know if you if you've heard that stat. Yeah, yeah, that's, um, that's crazy. And it's tough when you talk about when you talk about De'Aaron Fox and you know a lot of the conversations in the moment. It talks about this player versus this player and this person elevating and this person doesn't elevate, but a team and 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 at the end of the day, it really is about a team thing. I think that's, that's one of the big NBA lessons I've seen this year, Ryan, the uh, Lakers are a good example. LeBron James, you maybe, maybe will win the scoring title this year. They're, they're sucking ass. Um, Brooklyn, Brooklyn's the, like the nine seed. Mm -hmm. There's just, that's kind of a big lesson this year. Like you kind of have to have a supporting cast and and that's, what's, what's kind of weird about the NBA right now is if you look at the top teams in, in the conferences, especially like in the West, it's, it's it's the Suns, the Grizzlies, the I mean the Warriors. Okay, you get that, but the Mavericks, you know, it's like they're just decent teams, and, and that's something that I, I guess I'm looking at this year. And I look at these role players, and I and I put the blame on HB, I put the blame on Holmes, I put the blame a lot of blame on those guys because that's what they're supposed to be. They're supposed to be veteran, high level fillers on your rotation roster to kind of create that that. Uh, you know, that high floor for your team, I guess. And they're not doing it. So I'm fucking over it, I guess. Right. That's my point. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, going back to the John Morant thing, dude, 
That came out, what, two days ago? How wild is that? 17-2 and two without him? And people are saying he's an MVP candidate? I'm Tough. sorry, man. MVP candidates, you know, when they don't – first off, MVP candidates don't miss 19 games, okay? And second, uh, their teams don't have the best 19-game stretch of all time, you know what I mean, uh, with, without you. So, uh, But, no, the, the Grizzlies, man, that's, that is one of the strangest – you know, like if you would have told me that coming into the season that the the Memphis Grizzlies would be the two seed in the Western Conference, I would have, I would have said fuck no. Pretty sure I had Memphis below Sacramento. <laughs> um, shows shows what I know. But when you when you look at their roster, you know the the average fan can't name their starting five. The average fan can't name anybody outside of you know Stephen Adams and John Moran on that roster. So. Um, you know, very much team game. It, it's the cohesiveness, the coaching, the culture. Um, that's something that Sacramento is still chasing, man. And uh, yeah, I, I think a lot of people too, you know, talking about HB is a lot of people thought that HB would bring that to the roster. You know, a lot of people thought that HB would be that influence, right? That veteran, that veteran influence. He, he brought a winning, you know, the winning culture with him. Eh, did he? <laughs> You know, I always hear that about HB. It's like, oh, he's a championship player. Yeah, you know, well, you know, he he was on the Warriors team with three Hall of Famers, you know, and then he goes to Dallas and misses the playoffs every year. And then he comes to Sacramento and misses the playoffs every year. So it's like, is he bringing the winning culture or was he just lucky enough when he was 21 years old to be on the same team as Steph Curry? You know what I mean? So uh, it, that, that was something that I always thought about and you know, you hate to hate on HB because at the end of the day, he is a solid player. Like he, it's not like HB's a bum. Okay. He's a starting small forward in the NBA. He's just not fit to be Sacramento starting small forward at $20 million a year. At like, 20 million they a don't year. have the lug. Yeah. They don't have the luxury of that. Sacramento does not. So, um, you know, I would like to see HB go to another team and I, and I guarantee you he goes to, you know, a team like Utah or a team like, uh, I don't know, Phoenix in the off season or, you know, maybe the Lakers or some, some roster like that where he can just be really, really good and, and play his role. So uh, we'll see, man. But hopefully, hopefully Sacramento can upgrade that position and break up those contracts. I'm looking at the Grizzlies just to talk about them a little bit. And um, one, one, one player on there I've always really liked who you and I remember a couple of years ago when bogey rumors were being floated. And I was like, I want, I like Steven Adams. That's always been the thing is I want this, you know, Hey, we got it. We got Sabonis now. So that's, that's fun. Yeah. But yeah, but uh, you know, wasn't, they weren't afraid to go out there and get a, uh, a big guy like that and play him. It didn't all have to be small ball. Um, one of the things about the Grizzlies, I got to, you got to give credit for, cause it's a good comparison with, with the Kings because you have a young dynamic point guard, right? You have a, the team, they were in the same place as far as the same tier. And then they, they just accelerated really quickly. And it's just, they stayed the course, man. They, they, they found a group of guys. They had, they had some identity. They stuck with them and they just stayed the course and ran with it. And I, I, I don't know, man. Maybe it's the optimist. It's always the optimistic fan. Not even maybe it's optimistic fan. I mean, it's like, I guess that's all we can hope for mostly, right? That's what I want to see this off season is just to, cause you kind of have those pieces. You kind of have, you have Sabonis, you have Fox, you have Davian Mitchell. Okay. Now what's, what's, what's going to, what's going to round it out? Who else is it going to be? And, and that's where not everybody needs to be a superstar, but you kind of have to have a team and commit to them. And then the other thing is they committed, they committed to Jaron Jackson, right? Same exact amount of 
you know, missed games and shit as Bagley, all that stuff. The same exact problems as Bagley and pretty much the same exact stat lines, but they, they stuck with them, you know, and they stuck with Jaron Jackson and it's, it's paid worse. There, well, there's been a lot of stuff floating around Kingsland this week because Marvin Bagley, well, everyone's saying Marvin Bagley's tearing it up. You know what's hilarious? You know what Marvin Bagley's yeah, we stats? told you. But you, you, know, you know what Marvin Bagley's stats are right now, Ryan? It's literally his, his. It's what his stats have been. It's fourteen and seven. That's what it's like. But now it's like fourteen and nine and seven. That's a, literally exactly what Marvin Bagley has been his whole career. If you go look back, that's exactly what he's been. You just needed to fucking commit to the guy. That's all you ever needed to do. And just need to be know. given the chance, man. Yeah, just need to be given. Just let him do it. Let him go out there. Let him suck. Let him fail. Let the Kings suck and fail, which they kind of have. They did anyway, right? You you let other guys go out and suck and fail or be average, and you don't you don't worry about it. But but when you have it, you know, and, and yeah, you, you, you know, I'm, I'm gonna like, I'm gonna like, say it, it could be right now. You know how Trey Lyles is getting those minutes, and um, you know, like at the end of the year, like the, these last 20 games of the year could have been Marvin Bagley's, you know, show. Like you could have been playing Marvin Bagley 35 minutes a night, these last 20 games. And, um, you know, you know why they make the moves and stuff, you know, they risk losing them for nothing. And you can't really do that with a second overall pick. And, um, it was time to go, but yeah, look, look what happens, man. This is prime example, dude. It's a prime example. Of why don't ever give the benefit of the doubt to the worst brand franchise in American sports, dude, just going to leave that there. I say it all the time. Okay. Everybody's like, Oh, what a, you know, I, I'm not going to give the benefit of the doubt to Sacramento, dude. Oh, this is prime example of, of why you don't do that. So Bagley moved on and dude, I watched the highlight the other night, dude. Okay. And like, it's not like I seek these out. Okay. I was on YouTube and it just popped up like Marvin Bagley jam. And I'm like, Oh, fuck. all right, cool. Let me click on this dude. That feels so athletic, dude. Hell athletic, dude. Man. God, that's that's one that's gonna bother me. And I, dude, I hope he goes to you know goes to Detroit and sticks and stuff, and he, he's good. But I have been seeing that on on Kingsland a lot of people talking. Oh, Marvin Bagley, ah, he's doing exactly what we said he was going to do. You know, just give the guy a freaking chance. Well, he's doing exactly what he was. That's what I said. His this is fourteen and seven. That's that's what he's done his entire career, and it's, he's just doing it now in Detroit, and it's. But because it's far away and it's distant, and then the yeah, people he had, that, he had that microscope on him here. Well, yeah, and that's the thing is people when people watch the rest of the NBA, they just see it when it's in their face, and the only time it's in their face is when someone goes off, right? So when he went off, people were like, "Oh shit," you know. But but that that you know to to wrap up my take, I guess Ryan is like you look at Memphis, you kind of see the things they did. they committed to the guys and they committed to Jaron Jackson, and so really the, the Bagley stuff. Yeah, not to spend all the time on it, man. It's like, but it, it really would have needed to start last off season when it was like, Hey Bagley, we're really looking forward to you being, which was what we did. We did an episode remember called a Marvin Bagley episode where we said to do this. They didn't fucking do it, but we did say like, commit to the guy, just like commit to him all off season. Hey Bagley, you're a guy going into the, into the season. We're really looking forward to him. He's healthy. Really looking forward to this year. He's going to have a, a vital fucking role in the roster. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and instead look, of and, benching him 24 hours before the season. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and if you look back to now that it's, this, it's passed, right? If the Kings had done that, you know, we, we, we really, really would have been worse off. Like, I, I don't know, but I don't know. Not to live in the past. It's just, it's just a matter of the forward thinking of the team and putting together a team and, you know, just please commit to a direction and commit to certain guys and, 
big a big offseason because I do I actually do believe that Monty's next move is to free up this this I call it dead cap on the roster this dead weight and be flexible with it. You know he I I think that last year had Rashawn Holmes walked and they had not signed him to that I think it would have people would have freaked out on him just because of the hype surrounding him. So they got him to a good contract, whatever. I think he has the freedom now to move off it. He's not going to get any pushback. Oh, what a year makes, man, <laughs> right? HB, de-escalating contract, probably only, I think probably only another year or so yet left, maybe maybe two. Um, de-escalating, will be able to move. There we go. So that's what I'm looking forward to and then just kind of identifying everything. But, you know, I, I guess his last couple of games of the season, it's it's tough. I I, I see a lot of comments, a um, couple of group chats. I don't think people are as excited about the Kings, uh, which 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 is which is a bummer. I, I don't know how many people were excited about the game tonight and watching Houston. It was it was a terrible game watching it. You know, like just because both teams were just ugh, there's lanes. It, it was like watching the G League. It was like there's lanes open all over the place. It's like when you're playing. It's like when I pick up. Pick up basketball and I get a little tired, and someone cuts on me, and I'm just like, ah, oh, fuck it. You know, that's what it looked like in tonight's game, dude. But, um, yeah, that, I don't know. Real, real, real quick, let's talk about something before we, I know we're about to wrap up. Um, so was a bleach report came out with, you know, the next three years' rankings. I sent this to you guys today. The, the rankings for NBA teams over the next three years, right? Like power rankings. Number one was Memphis. Right. Sacramento ranked dead last in the NBA. Really? Of power rankings over the next three years. Can you believe that? I, to me, that was fucking dumb. I, I, for a team that has all their picks, right? For like a, a team that has all their assets, K, has Sabonis and Fox, for you to pick them to be dead last in the power rankings over a team like, you know, over the next three years, Detroit. Okay, you're gonna tell. Do you really think Detroit's gonna have a better, you know, next three years than Sacramento? You know, now they could get the number one pick this year and go Chet Holmgren and Cade Cunningham and pair them together, but they're 19, 20 year old kids, right? The big one for me was like San Antonio Spurs. Okay, you're gonna tell me you look at San Antonio's roster, you look at our roster, and you're gonna tell me that Darren Fox and Sabonis against that roster. It, it, that San Antonio gets the nod. I, I kind of shit like that, dude. I'm like, look, like, dude, this is the amount of, this is how low people think of Sacramento, right? Like it, it really bugged me. Cause it's like, dude, you have two legit, you know, an all-star and a borderline all-star and with all their picks and all their assets and you're going to put them dead last. So I just wanted to bring that up, see what you think. Uh, you know, like people on Kingsland, I'm sure we'll see it here. Um, the next day or two of people talking about it. So, uh, I just want to point that out that it's the disrespect, man. I, I really dead last. Well, I, I'm you know, looking dead, at dead last. Sac- I, I would, I would put. Never, I don't. I don't. I would, Sacramento hasn't been dead last, dude. Like that's that's bad. I would put Sacramento over the Rockets, the Thunder. Honestly, I'm gonna. I put. I'd put them over the Blazers because the Blazers are probably gonna fuck their whole thing up this year. Um, I'd probably put them over the Spurs. Um, I would put them over the Magic, the Pistons, the Pacers, the Wizards, probably the over Knicks. the next three years, right? This is yeah. the thing. over the next three years. Yeah, I put them over all those teams. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, though, Ryan, I guess it's I guess it's like it's like you being with a group of fat kids and someone calls you fat, but you're not the fattest, but you're still fat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's my analogy. Like we don't maybe. But, maybe 
maybe I just need to listen to my own advice and, uh, you know, not give the benefit of the doubt to the worst ran professional sports team in America for the last 15 years. Well, I, I don't really, yeah, I don't really put a lot of faith in the bleacher report and I don't really put a lot of faith in national media when covering the Kings because they don't watch the Kings. I mean, I've learned that the last couple of years when moves were made, I mean, people still, there's still articles about there about out there about Tyrese Halliburton, over De'Aaron Fox, and there's still articles. That, these guys don't watch him. I, I've talked. I talked about it with you. Really, there's too many games. There's too many games out there in the NBA. So these writers, what I call them, writers. They're bloggers, dude. They're bloggers who get paid to write a uh, volume. That's that's what the Bleacher Report is. That's what a lot of these things are. They're amateur. They're amateurs. They're not sitting there reporting on games, following teams, really getting nitty gritty. They think they are, but they're just some dudes who want to, who want to do this professionally and work for ESPN. That's what they want to do one day, honestly. And so what they do is they watch YouTube and they watch the, when you watch YouTube, that's what I do. I mean, I can't watch all the games. So when there's nice matchups and stuff, I go on YouTube and I watch the condensed version in 12 minutes, the 12 minute or whatever condensed version where they only show all the makes and the highlights and the, and the, and the defensive uh, impact plays. That's it. So when you watch that, it's like, oh, shit, Tyrese Halbert behind the back pass. Oh, Tyrese Halbert three, three, three. Because, oh, yeah, he was two for five from three pointer, but he they showed his two makes, his nice little floater in the lane, a couple passes. And then everyone looks at his efficiency stats and they're like, oh, 40% from three because he's two for five, you know, or look at his his free throws. Okay, he shot three, three throws, you know, a game. It's like, that's how people look at players in general. And I'm just the Kings. They look at the NBA, but they watch it in the condensed highlight packages. Well, that's the thing. I listen to a lot of podcasts and stuff, and that's what they say about the NBA is that the NBA kind of ha- is in this weird place where it's extremely popular, but it's, the, the monetizing of it is a little bit difficult because um, unlike the NFL where people sit down and watch a lot of games, a lot of their, their league is, is viewed through YouTube. It's kind of it's it's, it's kind of like an, a known issue out there, and I think that skews a lot of takes. I really do think it skews a lot of takes, because there's times where I'm like, "Holy fuck, dude, that so and so was nice," you know. But if you watch the game, you know it's it's the same thing. It's, you know what it is, Ryan? It's the Jordan, the Jordan, um, the Jordan LeBron debate. There's a generation of people now who never watched Michael Jordan play, and I'm, I'm not trying to get into that debate. Who's the goat, right? But they only see Michael Jordan through all the highlights. That's all they see him through. They, they never watched the. They never watched anything else but the highlights. His whole that, that's their perception of him. It's it, it's funny. It's funny you said that. You know, you brought up kind of the the highlights and stuff. Is so, I got a YouTube TV, okay, and you know if I miss like the first quarter of the Kings game, they give you the option, right? So you click on it. You know, you go down, you click on the game, and it'll give you the option you know, start watching live, you know, watch from the beginning, but like only the key moments. And I never, ever, ever watch the key moments. Okay. I never do it. And I'm like, even if I'm like today, I missed the, I missed like the first quarter and then half of the second quarter, right. Game started early East coast or central, whatever it is. Uh, and I was like, ah, I'll just watch the highlights. And I didn't. Cause I was like, you know what? I got a freaking podcast tonight. I'm going to see like Davion Mitchell hitting like shots. Right. And I'm going to go, Oh, you know, and, and excuse your takes. Right. So, uh, I actually, I'm glad you brought that up. Cause I think about that all the time. You know, I, I, even like you can do like the 12 minute recaps, like you're saying, you know, and you watch all the highlights, but you're not getting a true representation of what happened. 
right? You're seeing, you know, guys hit that open corner three or that one defensive, you know, play that DiVincenzo made or, you know, that kind of stuff. So that's just funny. You know, I always have to stop myself. I'm like, no, I'll watch the whole game. You know, I'll watch, you know, from the second quarter on, and then I'll go back and watch the first quarter on my own, you know, but uh, you know, you can't, can't be having those, you know, false narratives, man. Can't, can't have that fate, that, that skewed uh, perception of the game. Well, that's, that's how you, that's how, and that's just shit on John Morant. Cause I, I used to hate on John Morant, but I can't anymore. I got to give credit credits too. He escalated his points up to 27 a game. That's legit, dude. But that was a lot of the thing early in his career. He was getting like, I felt like he, you know, guys get crowned way too early all the time. And he was a guy who got crowned way too early because, and, and everything you would see on social media was always, oh, John Morant with a fast break alley-oop dunk where he caught it and he windmilled it. Right. And it's like, yeah. that's a great highlight play averaging for seven, social media. 17 points a game. Yeah. But it's a great social media highlight, but that's not really, that's not really how you break down a player's skill set. Cause like, if you look at tonight, Davon Mitchell, people, if somebody really wanted to, they could put together this little highlight package of Davion Mitchell and show that dunk of him coming through the lane and look at his last like six games where he's averaging 20 something points a game and be like, Oh my God, Davion Mitchell's the fucking guy. It's like, you can totally manipulate people like that because people don't sit through, they don't sit through games and content like that. They really just don't. So it's, it's difficult. It's, and as I say, it's, it's, I'm not blaming the fan, but you kind of have to know that and think about that through your takes. And most people don't do that. So when you see these articles or you see these back and forths, I've noticed, I feel like that's where it's coming from, you know. Hey, Ryan, let's plug something before we sign off. Uh, this weekend, shit, I think it's it, the Warriors game. Is it Saturday or Sunday, Ryan? April April third, Sunday. So we are our boy KC uh, worked with a group to get a viewing party at uh, I think you pronounce it Medici's. It's a pizza place down on K Street. Um, Ryan and I are gonna go out there trying to you trying to get drunk, Ryan? Trying to go out there and get drunk. And watch the Kings or what? Fuck yeah, I work from home uh, Monday morning. So yeah, so we're gonna do that. If you want to go out there, I know people from Kingsland. Ryan, I'm gonna bring my box. I'm gonna call it my box. Oh shit, that I got from the Arco giveaway. Just all these random Reggie Theus posters and <laughs> a bunch of random shit like that. And I think I'm gonna bring my box and just give it away out there. So I'm gonna tease that if people that gets people off their ass. But I'm looking forward to seeing people there. Um, that's gonna be fun, man. Yeah, you know, there's a, you know, we've met a few people, right? Like over the last, you know, two and a half years, we've met a few people who listen to the pod and who are a part of Kingsland, but uh, there's a lot of contributors that we haven't met. So, um, you know, you guys come out Sunday, we'll be there, man. It's going to, hopefully it's a really good time. Hopefully we have a turnout. Um, so yeah, looking forward to it, man. Yeah, that's going to be good times, man. It was going to be on King's cast today, especially, talking the Kings. I'm hoping, I'm hoping there's something exciting and fun. And I guess the off season is always fun in Kingsland. So um, that's something to look forward to. So, um, Hey guys, appreciate you listening. If you ever want to interact or be a part of the show, you can always do so by tagging us. You can find Ryan and I on Facebook and Twitter at Kingscast, Eric and Kingscast. Ryan, we're pretty active on there. Um, if you want to support Kingscast, please give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts after the show. Slide down, hit the five stars, let us know. We'll read it on the podcast. Ryan, people have been doing that because I've noticed our star rating going up. So that's awesome, man. It helps us uh, get to more Kings fans just like you. So with that, for Ryan, this is Eric. Go Kings. Thanks. Thanks.
This episode was brought to you by Ziggy Smoke Shop, 209's headiest smoke shop. Follow them on Instagram at Ziggy Smoke Shop 209 for a view of all of their awesome inventory. Thank you.